Without a Trace, starring opposite The Rock in The Game Plan. Beautiful work on Devious Maids, and now her new series, which is not on the air yet, which it will be really soon, Grand Hotel. Please help me welcome Rosalind Sanchez. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming. No, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Oh, good. I'm so happy because people, the actors that tune in, or just regular listeners who listen, they want to know about your mm. life. Because as actors, we just think, oh, she's working, and then she got this job, and then she got another job. But tell us your story, mm. how it began, the struggles, the highs, the lows, everything. Because yeah. that's the exciting part. I know. It's, oh my God. I moved to the States. I'm from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, on the island. And I moved to the States when I was almost 22 years old. I moved, um, I went to New York first. We're in Los Angeles right now, but I went to New York because my dream was to do music theater. Oh. I grew up dancing my entire life. I started as a dancer oh. and I loved singing. So my vision was I want to do Broadway. I want to do music theater. So I left Puerto Rico, moved to New York mm. to study. Um, At a college or a, a I, I did three years. I did three years of college in Puerto Rico doing a business administration because my father wanted me to be a, an accountant or just do business, which is what he oh, did all his life. Right. Uh, but while, while I was in Puerto Rico uh, in college, I was already working on TV on a live comedy show in Puerto Rico. It was, I don't know if you guys remember In Living Color. Yeah, of course. With the Wayans, yes. the brothers. Yes. It was exactly that oh. with the number one stand-up comedian in Puerto Rico. How'd you get that job? I started, I started as a dancer. Oh. The, the Fly Girls? Yes. So I was one of the Fly Girls. Okay. Then I ended up choreographing and then I started doing some comedy sketches. And then I won this pageant. I won the international one. And then I, I'll never oh, forget the Miss Puerto Rico Petit, which is uh, Miss Puerto Rico, but a division um, five five or under because I was in, I'm five five. Oh, Miss Puerto Rico Petit. Exactly. Then I won Miss American Petit, which was the fifty states, and Puerto Rico was the invited country. Oh. I won that one. And then the president of the pageant said to me, "What's your dream?" And I said, "I want to be an actress. I want to do Broadway." And he says, well, what are you doing about it? I'm going, well, I have to finish college because I'm doing business administration. And the guy said to me, why are you wasting time? And mm-hmm. I'll never, I, I never forgot that, right? So while I was doing college in Puerto Rico, I was working on TV. I was doing really well. The show was the number one live comedy show in Puerto Rico. And you were just dancing on it and I was as just, a fly girl. So real Exactly. But then I, then I did it for three years. And then the next year I started choreographing and then I started doing comedy. So finally, after my third year, um, doing the business administration thing, I, and this is a true story, mm-hmm. true story. Like I'm true doing stories. my uh, calculo, which is calculus. Yes. It's a math, right? It's calculus. Calculus, yeah. correct. And I'm doing that uh, that course, and the teacher is just doing some equation in the, the board, and I'm all the way in the back, and I'm just thinking, I'm, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just like staring. And she goes, Sanchez. And I'm like, what? And she's like, come, resolve the equation. And I'm going, I have no idea. And she goes, what are you thinking about? You're like daydreaming. And I said, I want to be Gloria Steph. <laughs> and the lady said, okay. <laughs> so at the end, and everybody's and looking at me. Did you break out into song? No, no. I was like, everybody started laughing. Like, who is this weirdo here? And I was like, oh my God. So at the end of the class, I'm leaving. And the teacher comes to me, true story, and goes, I want to talk to you. And I'm going, okay. And she's like, what are you doing here? And, I'm, and she knew I'm working on TV already. Yes. Everybody knew she, that's okay. the girl from Que Basilon, which was the name of the show. And I said, well, I need to finish because I promised my dad I was going to give him a, a degree. 
and she's like you need to just follow your dream you know mm. it's clear clearly you don't want to be here mm. you're already working you're, you're an artist you know you're already working on tv just go and she said um i just i just have one advice for you invest your money wisely interesting Isn't that crazy and i was yeah. like oh my god thank you <laughs> <laughs> and i left and i'm not kidding you within so that weeks, was a life-changing moment life so i tell actors when they're creating characters to always pick a life-changing moment life -changing. that's driven the character yes that is life-changing yeah then weeks after that i sold the car I, I won a mustang gt when i won the pageant i sold the car i bought myself a ticket and I went back to my house and I said, Dad, Mom, I'm going to go to New York. I want to do... Um, so no discussion. You just no told discussion. them how it was. And they're like, oh, but my dad body, that's not going to happen. I'm going, no, I already have the ticket. Oh. Where are you going to stay? I'm going, I'll figure it out. <gasps> so then my mom... It was, it's, it's crazy story. My mom said, the only way you're doing this is if you stay at my, seconds, um, my second cousin, Kuka. <laughs> and I'm going, I don't know. I've never heard of Kuka in my life. It was the funnest thing. Anyway, I know. So anyway, it ended up happening. I leave Puerto Rico. You went to Kuka's house. I went to Kuka's house. I was at the Bronx, Castle Hill, the Bronx. Oh. I was Yikes. there I, crazy. It was really, it was really crazy. Uh, but they were lo lovely family, and mm -hmm. they took me in. They didn't even know who I was, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, "I'm just here," um, and I was there for eight months before I moved to my first apartment in Queens. Astoria, okay, Queens. but when you landed and you stayed there, did you know anything to do? Did you have a, a plan? Did you just? There was a guy by the name of Rick Amon that I haven't talked to Rick in maybe twenty years. Rick. He was a professional volleyball player in mm. Puerto Rico that moved to New York to be an actor. I don't even know who said to me, "You should contact." Rick Amon. So I landed and I called, this is Rosling, and my friend told me to call you. And that guy, which was, he was older than me at the time, took me under his wing and he's the one that got me my first agent. He's the one that took me to HB, HB Studios. Oh, incredible. He, incredible. He was like an angel in my life. He was, so he gave you the path. Yes. Otherwise you wouldn't have known. Nothing. Zero. Zero. Fascinating. Cunningham Scott the Pini was my first agency. I was lucky enough that I walked in with my com card and my and my reel from Quebasilo, my TV show, ran in Puerto Rico was well known already. So when I and I was a beauty queen. So when I moved mm. to New York, I thought it was going to be very easy. And no one cares. No one cares. No. I, my English was horrible because mm. even though I went to private school in Puerto Rico, it was a different generation. Nowadays, kids like my my nephews and nieces speak better English than me because in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is so Americanized right now, mm -hmm. and they don't watch local TV. They watch cable TV, cable mm -hmm. and Netflix and all that. So their English is incredible. Mm. Me, my time, it was telenovelas. You know, like I, I right. was able to, to learn English in school, but I never had a conversation in English with anybody. Oh. So when I moved to New York, I was able to understand, but I was like, I, I, I no, no hablo. So I walked into this agency with my little portfolio and everything, thinking that I'm like, I'm going to be Salma Hajik in a couple of months, right? Because at the time it was in jail, it was Salma, the one right. that was doing well. Right. So I, and I, I'm so lucky again, one of the agents, Diane Perez, was Dominican Puerto Rican. So she understood you. So she said, come here. So I sat down and we clicked. It was like yeah. she was a sister. And she said, where are you from? I'm from Puerto Rico. And then you speak Spanish. See, ah, but then we started talking in Spanish and she liked me. You know, she thought it was very refreshing. This girl like, has no clue that thinks that she's the shit and she's not. And she liked me and she's like, you know, I represent you. And she represented me for like five years. And did you book jobs right away? Did I you was, struggle? I First, I'm severely claustrophobic, so I refuse to take subways. I can't take a subway. <laughs> so I will, the money, the little money that I was able to save and from selling the car and whatever, I think it took me seven months mm -hmm. to go through all the money. Oh. Because even though I wasn't paying rent because I was, I was with Cook and the family, I, I was doing um, taxi or car service Everywhere. the entire time. Because I can't, I can't. And to this day, you still can't do the subway. I will never do a subway. 
I ended up learning how to do it and I did it because when I saw myself with no money, I had $37 in the bank. I'll never forget. Ah. When I left Puerto Rico, my dad said another life-changing moment. Yes. Because he was completely against it. If you go, if you want to be a woman, go be a woman. Don't ever ask for a penny. And I was like, okay, I will never ask for a penny. So I'm in New York. I went through all my money. I, taxis, car service, eating at restaurants. Because I, was, I thought that I was able to man- maintain my life, mm-hmm. my lifestyle from Puerto Rico. And because I was, in, I was living in... And paying for classes. Yeah, or... paying for classes. I'm in the Bronx with this family. Had two kids and three foster kids. It was very different from what I was used to. Mm-hmm. So I think my escape was, I'm going to be out of the house as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to spend. $37 left. $37. What did you do? I don't go in, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to call my dad. He said, clearly, no, mom, no, don't ever ask for a penny. And I used to go to a restaurant called Patria. Patria? Patria, which is like homeland. Okay. The chef was Douglas Rodriguez, which was the guy that created Nuevo Latino Cuisine. Patria at the time was the place to go. Mm-hmm. Like a reservation would take five months. Mm-hmm. It was that, that crazy. Mm-hmm. And I used to go as a customer because once again, I thought I was a bowler. So I said, what am I going to do? And I was doing voiceovers for the Latino market. I was doing little things here and there. Little but, things. But New York is crazy expensive. Right. And I said, if I want to stay, I need to find a job. And I'm going, okay. So I said, I'm going to, what's my favorite place in the city? I have never had a job in my life, only working on TV in Puerto Rico. So I'm just going to go to Patria. And I went to Patria. They knew me because I was a customer. And I told Josie, never forget, I'll never forget her, Dominican girl. Um, are you guys looking for uh, a more like a wait, not a waitress because a all the waiters, yeah, all the waiters were um, male, like uh, guys, and the the bartenders were guys. The only girls were the hostess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, not really, not not right now. But the maitre d called me to his office and said, have you ever done this before? I'm going never. How's your English? Bad. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? He said, I'll give you a break. Come next week so you start training. Did he recognize you as being a customer? I don't know. a customer? He just was... I don't know. I don't okay. know. I know Josie did. So did you feel like you were selling yourself out by having to get a job? Or was that something that you felt empowered you? I was like, miserable. Okay, you're miserable. I was miserable. Tail between the legs. I was Can't miserable. believe this is happening. I was embarrassed. And not only that, what's crazy is... Because Patria was a place to go. Every Latino that went to New York wanted to go to Patria. Mm. So you In, were afraid of seeing people. Yes. Mm. And I'm like, I, I can maybe six times. Or, and I was there for maybe seven months before I booked as a wheelchair. So I'm there. I'm Puerto Ricans. We'll go to the restaurant. I'll be like, oh my God, Nana. Are you always grocery? What are you doing here? And I will be, oh my God. It was such a humbling experience for me. Because I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing so well, and I'm going to, I'm taking my classes, and I'm auditioning, and I'm booking things, but it's so expensive over here, but I'm fine, I'm fine. Excuse myself, go to the bathroom, cry my eyes out. And so I did that for a while, and it was really interesting because, it's funny because everybody at the restaurant, the owner, the waiters, everybody, um, it was almost endearing for them to see this girl that wants to be an actress, and she, you know, and, and they yeah. were like, it, it was, it was very um, cute for them to mm-hmm. see my struggle and to see, you know, this is what I want to do. What I have an audition? Can I leave before? <laughs> like I'll be have, I have my, like I have an audition. I have my sides, and I will hide them inside the the podium, the, you yes. know, the, the hostess um, area. And you see me, I'll talk to the people. Okay, I'll sit them down, and then I go back, and I'm learning my lines <laughs> while I'm at work. That crazy. I love right? it. It's it dedication. Amazing. Though. You have to do it. Then eight months, like seven months, I think after that, I will go in to audition for As the World Turns, which is as it was a soap opera for CBS. Yes. And I went in and I tested and I got it. 
and it was huge for me and yes. my English was still horrific I don't even know how I got the job but I got it and then I stopped working at Patria mm-hmm. I was able to move to Queens Astoria have my own apartment and everything changed after that and it's been pretty incredible Wow! Yeah, your life, your well, your everything about your life seems pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but uh, when did you get talk about Without a Trace, and then let's talk about Devious, and then let's talk about your new show. So Without a Trace, um, I leave. I do as well transfer a year. Then I come here to do. I come to Los Angeles to do a nationwide commercial for Always. Always, isn't that funny? <laughs> Diane Perez, my manager at the time, because she was my agent at, at, at Cunningham. She said, she stops being my agent. That's, this is how somebody believes, how mm-hmm. incredible it was. She said, I'm leaving Cunningham. I want to manage you. Are you comfortable with that? I didn't know anything else. And I'm going, of course. Oh, my God. Right. So I come here to do this commercial that I booked while I was with her. She comes with me to L.A. While we're in L.A., she says to me, there's a remake of a show called, it's going to be Fame L.A., the remake of Fame. I knew Fame from Puerto Rico because Fame, mm. who everybody knew Fame, mm-hmm. right? And they're looking for a girl, Latina, that can sing, act, and dance. Mm. And she knew I sing and I, and I, and I dance. You want to go in, but you're not available because you're under contract with As A World Trans for three years. But she's like, forget it. Let's go in. Because you're here already. Let's just go in. So I go in. I audition. I, I do the acting. They like me. I have to go back to, to New York because I'm shooting the soap. Right. Now we have this problem, which was a high-class problem. It's amazing. Saying they want to test you now dancing. And then you have to fly back. And they want to test you singing. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Fame LA because mm-hmm. it was a way of leaving fame. New York. It's, was it the spinoff from the Fame? Correct. The original Fame. Correct. So I, long story short, I test three times because every cast member had to be a triple threat. Everybody had to be able to sing, dance, and act mm-hmm. because it's Fame. Um, I get the job. We go back to CBS as the world turns. They let me out. That's why I moved to LA. I didn't even know you were on that show. Yeah, I was Lily Aguero, the dancer, the Coco, the oh. character. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to go pull that up on YouTube. It was the best job I've ever had because oh. I was doing everything I loved. I was That's singing. incredible. I was, it was and I've an known you and job. I've worked with you. And by the way, I love working with you. Thank but I've you. never heard you sing. Really? Oh, I have to show you one day. <laughs> well, we might have to have you sing at the end. <laughs> no, no. Yes, we might have to just <laughs> oh my sing, God. sing us on the I ending. I don't know. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Then, okay. So what okay, else? So you got fame. And so then I, got, I do fame. Was that on? Then I was, I was on for a year. It was syndication. It lasted um, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a different, uh, it was a different formula before. It was Richard Lewis. It was MGM. No, it was Sony. I'm sorry, because I, I used to shoot at Sony. Um, and the show did a year, but it was already on syndication. So every every state, it was a different different mm. channel. I don't know if they do that anymore. Right. It lasted one season, got canceled. Then after that, I do Ryan Caulfield, uh, year one for Fox. Um, just one season. What show? Ryan Caulfield, year one. It was a cop show. Oh, I don't remember that show. It, nobody saw it. Yeah. It lasted nothing. So do you feel like... And then you got into... Then you got Without a Trace. No. Oh. Then... I do Rush Hour 2. Changed my life. Yes, absolutely. I became the next, I was supposed to become the next it Latina at the moment, and I did for a second. After, after Rush Hour 2, I did three movies that which, with huge talent that were supposed to keep elevating my career. Um, and this is how you have no control. Okay. Zero control. Tell us. My next movie after without a, after Rush Hour 2 is Boat Trip. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Horatio Sands. Yes. Um, Roger Moore Cuba just won the Oscar it was a no-brainer for me I'm the female lead 
it wasn't even written Latina. I go in, they love me, they make the character Latina. It's my next big movie. I had a blast. It was incredible. It was very funny. The movie was horrendous. Mm. It, I, the movie's really good. Actually, it's really funny. It didn't do well. It damaged Cuba's career for life mm-hmm. until O.J. Simpson. Right. <laughs> you know That's I mean? a long time. Yeah. So for years, it was, it was brutal. And I'm going, what happened? Like, this was supposed to be the one that keeps elevating. Right. Didn't do well. Okay, let me just... It is what it is. That's live. Move on. Then I do basic. John McTiernan directing, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Giovanni Ribisi, Brian Van Holt. Great, huge incredible cast. cast. Connie Nielsen. Oh my gosh. There's only two girls in the whole movie, me and Connie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. I play a ranger. It doesn't exist. Rangers are, are um, guys. Mm-hmm. The director sees me in Rush Hour 2, writes the part for me. I'm going, oh my God, thank you, Lord. This is it. This is it. The movie doesn't do well either. Two now. Now is it starting to get to you a little bit? Are now I'm, I'm I'm confused. I'm just going. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Right. I don't I don't know what to do. Right. Am I am I writing? Am I am I choosing the wrong movies and the wrong material? But mm. it's it's a no brainer with the, the caliber of talent yes. that this. You know what I mean? It's like there's right. no way I'm gonna say no when you right. have this this cast. Then the third one was Edison, mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman. I I was playing Justin, um, El Cool J's wife, Justin Timberlake, Piper Piper Pirable. Huge. Amazing. Huge. Huge. Yes. Straight to video. Oh. All right. So now what's happening in your mind emotionally? Are you being strong? Are you I'm being strong being... because you know what? I have, I've had this ability forever to just go and put one, like how do you, well, how, how do you call Compartmentalize it? Compartmentalize and just what, put one what, foot in front of the other. Yes. Just and what horses used to. Oh, blinders, the blinders. I just go like that and I just keep, keep it moving. Mm, beautiful. So that's what I've done my whole life. You know what I mean? Because it's been brutal, the rejection. Like last but week. Tell you know? us about it. I mean, because you've had so much success, but the little bits of rejection in between and even doing those great mm-hmm. big huge films and then having the rejection after, it you feel it. So next, which every next. body in the business should have. If one opportunity closes, then it's just next. Exactly. It's it just takes hard. one person. It, it takes one person. So let's it's go just back. Hard. Let's sidetrack back to after all so this, so I'm doing all the down. movies. I'm yes. still in the night. I don't want to do TV because you know what? Nowadays it's a different. It's a different business. Nowadays you do TV, you do uh, right. cable. You can do it all. Right. It doesn't matter. Right, right. Twenty years ago, if it you was, do movies, you don't want to. You don't want to do TV. Was, you know, it's, yes, it, you it don't was do a that. stigma. It was a stigma. So I'm. I'm. A, I want to be a movie star. I want to be a movie star. I don't want to do TV. I'm in Puerto Rico shooting a movie Yellow. That is the first thing that I ever produced. So I'm doing this movie, little movie in Puerto Rico, and I get a phone call from my manager saying, at the time, now it's not Diane, now I moved to somebody else. Um, he says, Ross, they wanna offer you um, a pardon without a trace. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what without a trace was. And he mm-hmm. goes, it's a huge show. It's been three years in the air. It's 20, because back then, shows would have 20 million viewers. Yes. That doesn't exist anymore. And 26 episodes a season. Exactly. Yeah. It's huge. It's Anthony LaPaglia, Poppy Montgomery. And I was a fan of Poppy because of Once and Again, I believe, was a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I remember that girl. Um, it's good money. It's a steady gig. It's a, it's a successful show. You know it's going to last at least five more seasons. Mm-hmm. You're not smart if you say no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do TV. I don't want to do TV. Mm-hmm. Granted, I already have had a couple of bad experiences with movies. Yes. So I'm going, okay, I live in Studio City. It's Warner Brothers. I'm two seconds away. It's a great lifestyle. It's great money. I don't want to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> then the phone call. But Jerry Brockheimer wants you to, wants you to put yourself on tape. Oh, I thought it was an offer. Right. It is, but he wants to see you still. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going, well, I'm shooting this movie. I don't have time. So I'm going to do something inside my trailer. 
I play strippers who so just tell them that I'm gonna be dressed up and full makeup like a stripper, even though this is for an FBI agent. Yes. Right? Not a problem, just send something. So it was literally one of but the dancers. But what did you send it with? There was no iPhones during that time. Was there? A proper camera. Oh, a regular, a video a, camera. A little video camera. Oh, yes. That my friend Carlton Wilburn, that is was the choreographer of Yellow, that I flew to Puerto Rico to choreograph, that I met through Femme Uh-huh. Carlton is funny. At my lunchtime. Carlton, can you come over to my trailer? This freaking guy wants me to put myself on tape. <laughs> and he but you weren't tape. even thinking twice about it, so you weren't in your head about it. You're just like, oh, yeah. I didn't want you, it. I didn't care. you didn't want it. I didn't care. It's always when you care. don't want it that you do the best, easy, breezy care. work. Yeah, I didn't care. I send this whole thing looking ridiculous, like whatever. Okay, Roz, you have the offer. So I do without a trace for five years. Mm. It was a great gig. Mm-hmm. It was a great gig. Yeah. Like now, at my age, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, without oh, right. a trace? But then you yeah, did Devious. Then you did Devious. And it was, can it I... was my favorite character I've ever done. Right. And I, can I just say that we worked mm-hmm. together on mm-hmm. this. And they put you through a lot to get this role. It wasn't easy it wasn't to easy. get this role. Yeah. And the dedication that you have to the craft is beautiful. And you came to me and we worked every single solitary Mm -hmm. beat. And then you worked it over and over and over again through every time they brought you back. And you were not just handed this role. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. They thought I was too old for it. It's funny because Mark Cherry said in an interview, I wrote this role for a younger Rosalind Sanchez. (laughs) And that killed me. Yeah. Because I was like, what do you mean a younger Rosalind Sanchez? I just had a baby. I said, you know what? I just had a baby. I tested for this for Housewives. It's been so long ago. He probably thinks that I look like I'm 80 years old. I get it. So I had my baby and I went so in. So gorgeous, so oh young. My God. So I had to go in and let them know, listen, I, I, did, I just had a baby three weeks ago, but I can do this and I don't look that old, you know? And still they wanted, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Lot, it was really lot, interesting, yeah. So the show was on for how long? Uh, four seasons. Yes. We did four seasons of that, with our, uh, Divis Maze, I'm sorry. Uh, Carmen Luna was my character. I adore that character. It will be my favorite character for the rest of my life, Why? most likely. It was fun because you know what? She was so, she was out of her mind. She she was there was so many dimensions to to to. I mean, it, I was supposed to be the vixen, and I said I'm gonna go against what's written. I don't want to be from the five girls who wants a peep, the, the vixen. It's typical. It it's, right. it's been done before. Cliche. It's cliche. I just want to make her. Yeah, she's a handful. She's out. She doesn't. She's super selfish, but she's going to have a very endearing quality about her. Mm. And the first season was very difficult to navigate because they were writing this specific thing. Right. Um, and I was able to just to bring charm. And by season, season two, three, four, I was able to... People love the character because even though she was the vixen, she was adorable. Yeah. You know? And, and I, and, and I had to always add that likable quality. I went to... It was, so, it, was, it was beautiful for me as an actress to be able to go to work. I was so happy to go to work. Because I couldn't wait to do my scenes. What kind of advice would you give to some actors about starting, about, you know, the ups and downs, some kind of advice to keep going? What would you say to them? I think That's I think they, they have to they have to have a heart to heart with themselves, you know, and go to their pillows at night and, and really, really have a conversation and go within if this is something that you wanna do for real. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. This is a, a career that is completely unpredictable that the the main thing is all the, it's no because you go at it and go at it and it's gonna be no 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 on the on, until you get that yes that mm-hmm. that might change everything and mm-hmm. then you get it and it changes everything but then you have two more years of, of dryness until you go you know it's mm-hmm. it's very inconsistent right so yeah. unless you have a very thick skin and you know in your heart I I don't see myself doing anything else because there's so many times and I've been doing it for 25 years and I've been super blessed I've been working consistently but there's moments that you just go 
I don't know if I have it in me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of proving so to everybody you, so that I can do this. Actors should keep that hustle and just know if if it's not this, it's what. And there's a lot of people that do have degrees and that do that that are comfortable saying, "Well, if it's not acting, I love doing mm-hmm. so and so." Right? Right. My case. I don't have anything else I want to do. So it's this or this. Right. So, so stop complaining and go at it. Find yeah? your passion. Find your passion. If you're real with it and this is really what you want to do and you're able to, like I said, develop a thick skin because you know it's going to be rejection more than uh, affirmation, yes. right? If you can deal with that, then this is for you. All right. Tell us about your new show. Grand Hotel is based on a format out of Netflix. Uh, it's a Spanish short from Spain mm. that is huge in Spain. It is the most gorgeous. It's a soap opera. Um, it's a family character driven drama. Uh, and Eva Longoria and ABC Studios partner got the rights. And we're doing the Anglo version of uh, mm. Grand Hotel. What's your character? What do you play? I play, I play the matriarch. I'm like the owner, the co-owner of the hotel. I am a very interesting character because she is the person you're going to love to hate. Mm-hmm. She has two daughters. They're twins. And she has uh, two stepdaughters. Two, a stepdaughter and a stepson. Um, and there's a lot of conflict within the hotel, within the families. And it's juicy. It's provocative. I love it. It's a really fun character. Oh, wonderful. When yeah. is it? When is it? It's a mid-season show, so we start shooting in two weeks, and then it comes out beginning of next year. So we're going to replace whatever doesn't work that comes out new on ABC. Beautiful. Very exciting. Are yep. you excited about it? I can't, I can't wait. Even better that it shoots here. It shoots in LA, because Devious Maze was in Atlanta, so for four years I was commuting from LA and to Atlanta. And Rosalind has a family. And I have and two kids. married to one of my favorite clients. Yes. And, Winter, I, and, and I need to be gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. babies. They're beautiful. I'm so... I'm, it's life is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean life yeah. is good. Life but is even good. when you live in California, life is good. Yeah, it is what you make it. I know. Right? It, it is. is what you make it. Now let me ask you this: as I always ask all my clients, is is acting is your passion? Yeah. But is it your purpose as well? Because is there any other thing that you want to give back to as this actor? You have this platform. Mm-hmm. You have a voice now. People know who you are. Yeah. Is there a cause that you believe in? I think I'm doing it and I've been doing it. I mean, and people that know about my career um, and me as a person, they know very well that I have two foundations in Puerto Rico. One is for kids with Mm -hmm. cancer. So I do um, events. I do triathlons. I've done four, four years in a row, this big triathlon to get money for the San Jorge Children's Foundation, which is a, a hospital for kids with cancer. And how can, um, if people are listening, can they donate now without doing if they go to, um If they go to San, Jor- San Jorge Children's Foundation.org, they see okay. all about it. And I have a foundation, uh, uh, I'm an animal lover, as you know, mm-hmm. and I, if there's one thing that gets to me is animal abuse. Mm-hmm. And in Puerto Rico, we have a big problem, especially now after Hurricane Maria that mm-hmm. destroyed the island. We have an overpopulation of stray dogs. Mm. So I've been working with the government, I've been working for years, not diligently, how to see how we can solve the problem. Because you go to Puerto Rico as a paradise, but as a tourist, when you go there and you see so many am- animals walking mm. in the streets and they're completely malnourished, it's just horrific. So I'm trying to help with that. So if I have it my way, the day whenever I retire, my dream is to be able to buy some land in Ojai and then have two horses and, and, and save a lot of animals. I've, yeah, that'll be my, that'll be mm. my dream. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's all I want to do. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm so happy you came. Now, um, three things that you want other people in this industry to know. Um, study, train, go to class, read books, go to workshops, 
watch documentaries about acting. There's so many resources out there that you can do to do something and learn. Number two is uh, think outside the box. And if you have it in you, don't only depend on acting. There's directing, there's producing, there's developing. There's, there's so many things that you can do within the business that is not just acting. So always keep that in your mind. And I, and, I, and I wish I would have done this before because now I have the urge and I have this little thing that I want to direct and I want to produce more. And I've been doing it for so long and it never occurred to me on my days off or when I'm done with work, instead of going back to my house, let me shadow the director. Let me stay. If I have the blessing to be on set when I'm done with my scenes, let me learn. And I never did that before. Mm. And I'm, now that I'm going to start doing it, it's a shame that I don't know anything about lenses, about angles, and things like that. When I could have, when I, I could be an encyclopedia, mm -hmm. uh, based on the 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 years that I've had working in the business. Mm -hmm. So, think outside the box. And even if you're young and you're blessed enough to have a job, just observe and learn. Be quiet. Sit in the village, which is where all the director and they have the monitors. Don't say anything. Nobody's going to say no. Just sit down. Be quiet. Take notes. Learn what they're doing. And number three, put blinders. <laughs> and if you believe in yourself and you think you are talented and, and you know in your heart that you can do something special within the business, put blinders and just keep going at it. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Thanks okay. so much for coming today. Happy, happy week ahead for everybody. Stay courteously aggressive. Talk soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>